She was sentenced to 10 years in prison for injecting toxic substances such as cement, mineral oil, and even fix-a-flat tire sealant into women's bodies, resulting in multiple injuries and one death. Let me formally introduce myself. I'm Dr. Jim Grinstead. I hold a doctorate in philosophy from Springfield University. It says so, right on the diploma that hangs on the wall. And if I want a PhD in math, all I need to do is open my word processor and presto changeo, it's done. The template costs me nothing, but for a few hundred dollars, I could have a diploma from an accredited university printed on paper that's an exact replica of the ones used by the school. For a few thousand dollars, I could also get a complete transcript. Today we're going to talk about fake credentials, those that bestow social or professional responsibility that the bearer never earned. There are a lot of scams that are run with such documents, but don't be afraid. The doctor is in. Moments ago, you heard about a scammer injecting things like Fix-A-Flat as part of a cosmetic procedure. But there's more to that story. This was not the first trip to the courthouse for O'Neill Ron Harris. This is Glenda Milberg, a reporter from WPLG in Miami. This prison sentence given by Broward County today actually is the second time Morris will be going to prison for butt injection crimes. She actually spent some time in prison for Miami-Dade crimes practicing medicine without a license. Here today in court, very emotional in the sentencing hearing as some of the people who called themselves victims yelled at her and screamed at her and questioned why she would do this kind of thing. Morris herself spoke to the court, called herself a victim of a, a media trial, and uh, because she is a transgender woman, she feels like she has faced discrimination. Most of us accept that whatever credentials are displayed are real. I've had FBI agents flash a badge at me, then, being the suspicious person that I am, ask to look more closely at them. It was then that I realized I had no idea what a real badge looked like. We can be shown badges, ID cards, or even business cards, and not know whether they are real or designed to distract us, so we're suckers ripe for the picking. In my research, I found out how easily one could buy a fake driver's license that supposedly was scannable and would pass as real. I didn't buy one to test the theory. It wasn't worth $150 to find out. Another website would sell me the materials to make my own fake driver's license, complete with hologram and plastic backings that match those used in many states. Fake driver's licenses are one thing, but there are many cases where fake credentials can be deadly. For example, fake building inspection logs that show welds that were inspected when they were not. In 2014, the New York Times reported that two companies hired people through Craigslist, hairdressers, short-order cooks, musicians, day laborers, to pretend to be safety managers. In dozens of cases, the employees skipped the inspections and forged the signatures of real site safety managers on logs. The website Tech Talk reported on the case of Nicole Palmer, 
a lawyer that graduated from Columbia University. In her law firm profile, she states she specializes in the application and protection of industrial design and has been building her career successfully for 30 years. Reporter Ben Dixon followed Nicole's trail after getting a cease and desist order from her law firm saying the photo had been used without permission. While Nicole was happy for her image to be used, a photo credit would be required or legal action would follow. Dixon traced the photo to a website that provides royalty-free images. Thus, there was no basis for legal action. Dixon confronted them and was told the lawsuit would be dropped. It pays to check the credentials of those who threaten you. It's also a good idea to check the credentials of someone who performs an autopsy on a relative. A Kansas man with no medical license is doing business here in Indiana. His company is performing autopsies with no credentials. And all of this is coming to light as another state works to shut down his makeshift morgue. In Indiana, reporter Sandra Chapman of WTHR picked up on the story and identified the man as Sean Parcells. Chapman spoke with Nicole Cass, whose family was suspicious about their grandmother's death and paid $3,600 to Parcells' company for the autopsy. Cass and Chapman confronted Parcells outside a Kansas courthouse. Sean, my name is Nicole. Um, you did an autopsy on my grandmother, Dolly Kinder, in Indianapolis. We have to have my grandmother's casket opened up because we don't even know if you just scammed us for the money or if you actually performed an autopsy on my grandmother. An autopsy was done. There was no scam. But Parcells told 13 Investigates there was no autopsy of Dolly Kinder. He claims he hired a third party to remove only tissue and portions of her brain, but admits the person who did the work is not licensed either. No, he's a surgical technician. If you're willing to fake credentials to be a doctor, you may as well try to pass yourself off as a lawyer, too. Giovanni Dano is not a lawyer, and courts have ruled that he's a fake and a fraud. Among his claims was that he represented Iraqi leader Saddam Hussein and other prominent figures. He said he held meetings with Osama bin Laden and Zimbabwe leader Robert Mugabe, neither of which checked his credentials either. Joey Jackson, an attorney and regular contributor to CNN, talked about bogus legal credentials. And the other thing is, is when you go to court, you don't have to produce credentials. You don't. There's you nothing know? at the time that you go into court. It's not like, okay, Mr. Jackson, show me your identification. There's nothing you have to produce. We've talked briefly before about fake college or university degrees, but I want to take a moment for you to hear from Alan Azell, a former FBI agent interviewed on C-SPAN. He and other agents investigated what they call criminal enterprises, which generate documents. Zell said the Internet has allowed the sale of fake degrees to flourish, and he knows of one enterprise that from 1998 until 2003 grossed approximately $435 million. They had uh, boiler rooms, telephone marketing rooms, in Bucharest, Romania, and Jerusalem, Israel, with the wire transfers being sent to London or to Cyprus, and then your degrees were printed in Jerusalem, drop-shipped to a mail drop in Beverly Hills, L.A. area, and then sent to people all over the country. Why does this industry exist? Because we're in a credential-conscious society where the piece of paper 
opens the door on you getting the job or makes the difference on you getting a raise. An example, the 11 school teachers in the state of Georgia that were just terminated that all bought their masters and doctorates from St. Regis University and were paid the additional monies because of their graduate level degrees and they've all been decertified and terminated. And St. Regis is not a real university. In my opinion, that is correct. And would the persons who operate the business have another, would they say they exist for a reason and they are a legitimate university? They may hang their hat on it, but when you claim accreditation by a ministry of education in the country of Liberia, and you and I well know what the literacy rate there, what life expectancy is, what the earnings are, and what the political climate has been with their president just being ousted, it's all a facade. It's all a sham. It's being operated by an American. His career chasing fraudulent documents began in Charlotte, South Carolina, with a tip that a school was selling fake degrees. A local resident came to us and told us that the president of a college in South Carolina was selling college degrees. We opened a fraud-by-wire mail fraud investigation. We were then introduced to the president of the college in Greenville, South Carolina, across the state line. We then began interstate telephone calls with him, corresponded by the mail, we purchased our bachelor's, master's, and doctorate degrees. We introduced a second agent in. He purchased his degrees. We were then recruited by the school to raise funds on behalf of the college and keep one-third for ourselves. We toured our alma mater. He showed us where our files were and all the other graduates for 11 years. We then wanted to show that the theological side of the college was as crooked as the other side. So we brought in a third agent, purchased a master in divinity degree, and then on the day we were to arrive with $5,000 to pay for that degree, we arrived as FBI agents with a federal search warrant. We took all the records. It had operated for 11 years and had 671 graduates, 171 federal, state, and county employees. We recognized that the president of the school was a tad remorseful that day, very quiet. The next morning we received a telephone call that he had committed suicide that evening after we left town, and we still hadn't even read the records. False educational credentials can make a big difference in the size of your pocketbook. In Tennessee, two state employees were arrested for selling fake cosmetology licenses. Prices ran up to $4,000. In Texas, scammers turned those with licenses into suckers by pretending to be state cosmetology inspectors. They entered salons telling operators they were in violation of rules, then shook them down for cash. In 2020, the publication Maritime Executive reported that four people were charged for selling fake U.S. Coast Guard Merchant Mariner credentials. The grand jury indictment alleges that the scheme netted more than $200,000 in profits for the production and sale of the counterfeit certificates to more than 150 mariners. Beginning in July 2016 and continuing through at least the end of 2019, Four individuals are believed to be creating counterfeit course certificates from the Mid-Atlantic Maritime Academy and selling them directly to individual mariners seeking various merchant mariner qualifications. The certificates were submitted to the U.S. Coast Guard and shipping lines as proof of completion of required training. The sellers reportedly got payments ranging between several hundred dollars to several thousand dollars for each course certificate. The mariners would receive the fake certificates, along with instructions on how to load them into the U.S. Coast Guard system and be credited with a fraudulent Coast Guard qualification. 
Now we come to the credential scam that is, for me, the most vile. People who claim to be military heroes when they'd seen little or no combat. Some haven't served in any branch of the service. In Canada, a man dressed as a soldier participated in a Remembrance Day event and told a TV reporter that it was a chance to pay respect to those who died for their country. Viewers noticed discrepancies in his uniform and called the CBC to alert them. He was wearing the uniform of a paratrooping sergeant. Jake Flanders was a member of that outfit for four years and said there were no strangers within that tightly knit group. All sorts of people, ex-airborne people, and, uh, and, and, and military jumpers were all over Facebook saying, does anybody know this guy? There were also pictures of him wearing the uniform on his wedding day. A red sash and gold braid stood out to military officers as out of place, as did the undeserved Medal of Bravery. Our standards were established in blood, lots of it, lots of sacrifice, lots of courage, you know, and to have someone uh, use us as a prop for self-glory is frankly pathetic. In Atlanta, a man who teaches self-defense bragged about a war record as a Navy rear admiral that Fox 5 Atlanta said simply did not exist. He didn't do special ops for the CIA, nor did he serve in Vietnam. He's not a 20-year veteran of the Navy SEALs. He never met the president in the Situation Room, as he claimed. The Navy says he never served. He did spend six years in the Marine Corps Reserve. Fox 5 caught up with him as he was on his way to a soldier's reunion. And you flew jets in the, in the Vietnam War? I did. I did. I flew the A-6B. I flew the Prowler. And you also became a Navy SEAL? I did. I did. Why are you lying about your military record, Bob? <laughs> I would never lie about my military record. Well, this is your DD-214. You never actually served in Vietnam. Why, why are you lying? Come on, tell us the truth now. Instead, he beat a retreat for his car. Restaurant owner Ralph Roger said over the years, customers impressed with his stories had offered to pick up McDaniel's check. Last month was the first time he wore a uniform. I was like, really? A rear admiral? But I wasn't going to question him right there in front of God and everybody. You said that you were up there in Washington no, no. when the El Baghdadi raid took place. No. You're, you're everywhere. Excuse me. When are you going to start telling the truth, Bob? In a later phone call, McDaniel finally told the truth, admitting all those military exploits were fiction. He apologized and said the idea of wearing a Navy admiral's uniform that day was to honor his late father, who had served in the Navy. Problem is that his dad was not an admiral either. We've just scratched the surface of credential scams, most of them minor, but some are very serious. For example, a restaurant employee who gets a fake ID showing they've completed an alcohol responsibility class. There are fake ordination certificates that allow somebody to legally sign marriage licenses and other documents that require credentials. In another case, a pilot for South African Airways flew for 20 years without a license. He was forced to resign after his fraudulent paperwork was discovered. Another man pretended to be a medical student and told women he would pay them if they disrobed and allowed him to do practice examinations. Texas Rangers arrested him on charges of compelling prostitution by force, threat, coercion, or fraud. Need a fake automotive technician certificate? 
One company offered one, and I'm quoting from their website, done on top-quality certificate paper just like most schools use. You have your choice of bone or white paper. You may also choose one of our optional letterette diploma holders. These holders are black on the outside and white silk line on the inside. Your expiration would be five years after graduation date. Wherever a credential is needed, there will be people willing to buy and sell fakes. To be safe, make sure the people you're hiring are properly licensed. Most states have listings online so you can see whether the person has legal credentials. It's simply not enough to trust a piece of paper hanging on a wall. A successful con seduces a sucker into a world where their dreams can come true. Power and great riches are within their grasp. This magic casts a spell that leads its audience to hand over all their money to scammers who vanish before the sucker realizes it was all an illusion. If you enjoy the podcast, Please help us out by telling your friends and encouraging them to listen. Scams and Cons is available wherever podcasts are found and at scamsandcons.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Scams and Cons. Lastly, if you can head over to Spotify and leave us a five-star rating, it'd be really appreciated. Spotify listeners are more than half our audience, so it makes a difference. We'll be back in two weeks. Thanks for listening. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal.